Hey, After Buzzers. Kevin Undergar, the executive producer of After Buzz, along with Maria Menunos. Hi, everybody. And Maria and I, as you know, have put so much time and money into mm-hmm. the After Buzz TV product and really haven't seen a lot in return. Nope, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the ways you guys can actually help us is by tuning into our new reality show, Chasing Maria Menunos. It premieres Tuesday, March 18th. 10 o'clock, 9 p.m. Central, and features me and Maria basically bickering, fighting. No. No? No, it's not just bickering and fighting. You get an inside look into my life, behind the scenes. You'll also get a behind-the-scenes look at AfterBuzz and an inside look at how Maria does everything in her power to shut us down because she's very cheap. That is so rude. Why would you say that? Because it's true. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, guys, please tune in to Chasing Maria Menounos on Oxygen Tuesday, March 18th at 10 p.m. We really do appreciate it. All of your support will help AfterBuzz because Maria certainly won't. (laughs) So rude. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show... It's AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. Hey there, Lost Girl fans. You dock your buses, wolf you buses, and now potentially rain your buses? Yeah. Who knows? We, uh, I have no idea where the fandom is going to fall. What a huge episode. This is obviously the AfterBuzz TV After Show for Lost Girl. That's why you're hearing the theme song, that <laughs> crunchy groove we got. Uh, I'm Matt Lieberman. We're talking about Season 4, Episode 9. Yell Teagle's here. Hello. Uh, Marissa Serafini in the booth. What's up? Yeah, so, uh, what a great episode. Like, we've been begging, pleading, I know I have, I know you have, all season long, we want answers, we want movement on this plot line, I'm tired of Bo having missing memories, let's just get on with it, who is the Wanderer, who is the Wanderer, who's the Wanderer, and this episode, not only do we find out, we move the plot in a direction that I could not have anticipated. How do you feel? Um, I had to watch this episode twice. The first time I watched it, I was like, what a boring story. Like the crows. And then mm-hmm. she's in um, Hades for a bit. And then she's out of Hades. And then all of a sudden, Rainer's there. And I was like, wait, I, I definitely missed something. Mm-hmm. So I rewatched it. And if you ignore most of the like this week's plot, right. it's just answers. Yeah. It's answers followed by answers followed by more answers, a question, and then more answers. Right. I loved it. Yeah. The second time. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it is It is light on... It's light on plot in terms of like... Story of the week. Right. Yeah. But it, it's basically... You're right. It's one big information dump mm-hmm. that sets up our last run, uh, you know, run of episodes. We only have four episodes left this season. Yeah. But we're now kicked into high gear for, you know, a conflict that we could not have possibly anticipated. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I this whole time I've been thinking, great, they're going to hold the Wanderer until the last episode or the second last episode. We're going to have a big fight and then it's all over, blah, blah, blah. But no, Lost Girl surprised me this week. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot. To get me like excited 
about I, I just feel like the show it knows its rhythm so well mm-hmm. that when it breaks it, I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I could not have said this better that better myself. Like that is exactly what they did. They've been stringing us along. Eventually we'll get answers. Eventually we'll get there. Right. And it's been a fun ride. Yeah. But it's more fun when, you know, the plot is active. And I yeah. feel like now that we have Rainer in the mix and we have uh, Trick regaining his lost memories and we have, you know, what happened with the blood. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've got a lot of plot to play with for these last four episodes leading into the next season. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited for the last four episodes. Yeah. I think we're just going to get more and more and more. And then get an even bigger cliffhanger, which is worth it, as opposed to we've been waiting and building, and then the cliffhanger is something that we needed earlier. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's jump in because we need we need plenty of time for debate. Yes. About what's going to happen. Uh, so let's just power through. All right. So Bo has a, has made a decision. She is going to open this jar of smoke, mm-hmm. uh, and she is going to go after the wanderer. She's taking the fight to him. She's sick of this, you know, and. Uh, and the table's pretty divided. Uh, Dyson actually understands. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets it, and he supports her. Kenzie and Lauren, not necessarily on the same page. Uh, and uh, Trick, very much against it. Right, and he doesn't know why. Yeah. He just knows that he's against it. Right. And, and you know, and we'll get into this later. Kenzie brings up a good point, you know, to Trick. Why haven't you been helping all season? Yeah. Where have you been? Where's the old Trick? And it's a question that... I've been asking internally, but had yet to voice. Mm-hmm. Why has he been so squirrely? Yeah. And we learn we learn why. Uh, she opens this jar, and the smoke comes out, and it turns into our first sexy crow. Hugin. Hugin. Weird names this week. Yeah. Um, yet another type of fae. Um, Hugin worked for the Wanderer. He, he tricks Bo. Into thinking that, you know, he's got this marriage spat with his brother Mm -hmm. and the cheating, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he's taking Bo alone to this other realm where they can find the Wanderer. Uh, No one else can come with. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's pissed. She goes with him anyway because she's Bo and that's what she does. Uh, She gets there. Big old ambush. Mm -hmm. Um, Turns out Hugin and his wife and his brother are teamed up with all these other crows. His brother Munin. Hugin and Munin, the dumb, sexy Crow Brothers. Yeah. Or I guess really only Hugin's sexy. Really? We're saying either I'm going to say, listen, just based on pure looks, Hugin is attractive. And, you know, I judge Kenzie's taste a little bit. Or like, or like I, I trust it to a degree. Right. So she thinks he's sexy. She thinks he's sexy. sexy. Therefore, if the show says that he's sexy, we're supposed to think that he's sexy and then he just is. Okay. Okay. I'll allow it. As a as a person, no. <laughs> Physically, yeah. You know, you could make a statue of him. That would sure. sell. Sure. Yeah. All right. So, um, <laughs> turns out these crows uh, are all pissed at the wanderer and they want to slit Bo's throat, as they said, F R O A T. Yeah. Yes. Uh, slit her throat. Because they're cockney. Because they're cockney. <laughs> all crows are cockney. Yeah. Apparently in this universe. <laughs> Which, I mean, we need more accents on the show. Yeah. That makes kind of sense, maybe. I like it. Okay. I'll allow it. Yeah. If he's going to be named Hugin. Hugin is. going to be cockney. He's going to be pretty con- cockney. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Bo, instead, I still, I don't know, did you catch 
since you watched it twice, did you catch how she knew that falling into the open grave would yes. send her to, to hell? Yeah, yeah. When they arrived at the graveyard, when she arrived with Hugin, yeah. Hugin says, oh, by the way, don't step on the actual graves. And she's like, why? Just because it's disrespectful? And he's like, no, if you step on it, you will go straight to hell or Hades or whatever you call it. Mm. Or something like that. Yeah. But here's here's the thing about this episode, because I like it a lot just mm-hmm. because of the sheer amount of plot movement we right. get. But the, this should be – this plot should be like a marquee episode. Bo goes to hell. This should be like an action-packed thrill ride stuck in hell having to fight her way out to get, you know, back to these crows. And instead we get this, you know, this riddle game with Leviathan, which while still fun – I, I mean, sure. <laughs> it's only fun because of the riddle that Bo tells, right? Um, which we'll get into. But I'm just like, Bo goes to hell should be the episode. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think the the whole idea that there's a death train and there's you know these different planes of existence. Her going through a grave to hell could have been its own two parter, something amazing. Yeah. But in, instead, we got. I feel like it wasn't hell. It was like the foyer to right. hell. There's this little old lady who's there to welcome you. Right. It's it's almost like it's legi- to me just because it's a riddle game. It's like uh, they're in they're in the mountains. Uh, it's like the Hobbit. Yeah. Where fr- uh, Bilbo gets separated and he winds up in the cavern with Gollum mm-hmm. instead of with the goblins. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's what we got. She fell into the goblin cave. Or, or, sorry, she fell into the Gollum cave, and then Gollum came out, and Gollum was a woman yeah. instead of a Gollum. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she gets into this this riddle game, She, which, like, Leviathan, did Leviathan give her the clue, Fog? Like, like, did she make the, the fog, fog happen? happen? I, like, the fog happened at, like, perfect time. I don't know. In a cave. It. What what atmospheric pressure is making this fog? I just I'm used to when there's a riddle uh, game like the scene with Gollum in the movies. Right, he gets to ask two. Like it goes back and forth a little bit. It was one riddle, and then well, I don't know riddles, so I'm going to stump you with a life question. Right, with just like love advice. Yeah, yeah, and that that was it. Yeah. Okay. It didn't build at all. It didn't go anywhere. No, because there wasn't time. But well, also. Uh, you know, the Leviathan talks about the mark that Bo has on her. Yeah. And that was so much more interesting. Right. She wanted the mark for herself. She's been looking for it for 600 years. Why? What is it? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Like, more. I would have loved more of that. Yeah. It, it, we were, like, on the very edge of getting some very interesting answers. Mythology. You, mythology stuff. Yeah. Which, like... That's what we nerds crave. Mm-hmm. We love mythology. And Lost Girl, as much as we love it, almost like very frustratingly, is very anti-mythology. Mm-hmm. And this season, we've gotten more mythology than we've ever gotten before, but it's still not a lot. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, here's what you need to know about the mythology. Yeah, you have questions. We're not going to answer them. Yeah, we're busy. Yeah. We're busy uh, doing the romantic triangle, whatever. Yeah. Big old dance. Um but I like I, I liked Bo bringing up her relationship troubles to the Leviathan and how she used it to get out of a jam. I thought that was clever, and also because I like seeing her wrestle with this question. Oh yeah, because you know she's been stringing these two along forever, mm-hmm. forever for four years. 
Um, and she's got to make a decision sooner or later, but it's an impossible decision. And I loved hearing her say, I don't know. I honestly can't tell you. I love them both. How could I possibly choose? It's really interesting that earlier on, mm-hmm. uh, when Bo leaves with uh, Hugin and Dyson and Lauren are packing up their weapons um, yeah. to go save her or help, uh, they D- Dyson says to Lauren, like, I understand why she can't choose. Mm-hmm. And Lauren says, well, I would I would know who to choose. Mm-hmm. Like, that's easy. Yeah. But it was nice that Dyson can see, like, I see why it's so difficult for her. Yeah. You're a great woman, Lauren. Yeah. I loved that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it gets back into my theory from last week, which is, or my hope for the series, that we are going to end the show. With a threesome. With the, two, with the three of them together in a polyamorous relationship. Mm-hmm. That makes sense for this show. It makes sense for me. There's a poetry to it. And I think it would be like the first polyamorous relationship to be taken seriously on a television show. I can't be sure about that. At the very least, in science fiction, mm-hmm. it would be. Especially if the three of them got together before before the season fin- series finale. Right. Do you know what I mean? I think, honestly, the only reason that that won't... So far, the only reason I could see that not actually happening yeah. is because we have let, yet to see Lauren with a man. True. She is the only character uh, who, I guess... Well... Not the only, but one of the few characters she, yeah. where it's clearly defined. Where she is probably, if not definitely, just a lesbian. Right. Right. That she's not, she has no interest in men. I don't know. When um, that guy at the end of season three was trying to get her to come work for her, he was flirting with her a bit. Taft. Yeah, Taft. He was flirting with her a bit. And I, I was wondering if I could see there some notes of flirting mm. back. I feel like she, at the very least, she appreciated his attention because it was very much about her brain and mm-hmm. her accomplishments. He treated her like a colleague. Yeah. And maybe that's why she was so warm to his advances as they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. We haven't seen her interact with a man or even really express any interest. Um, and I think she has maybe too much pride. Yeah. She has more pride than Dyson, mm-hmm. which is like hilarious considering that Dyson is, is like a is a wolf and like a thousand year old warrior. Right. You know. And he's like an alpha. Yeah. Yeah. And yet he's willing to concede that Lauren is an incredible woman and would be an amazing partner for someone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that it is a real choice. I love that he's acknowledging it. I you know, it's funny. I love how much Dyson has matured. Yeah. Over the course of this series. And I feel like this scene really hammers it home that his experiences with Bo losing his love for her, getting it back and learning to accept the the fact that, you know, he couldn't have her and then potentially being able to have her again, being a better man, I think has really significantly changed the arc of who he is and who he'll be for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know, a fae life could be thousands of years long and we've seen some real change in him in such a short time. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's beautifully said. Thank you. I, I just, I'm so happy, you know, this show, they don't like to change the rhythm as we've mm-hmm. said before yeah. and having him mature is changing the rhythm. And uh, I have to applaud – I have to applaud them four years in for really taking the time and tinkering with the formula of the show, knowing that it can't run forever and that we need the show to evolve 
to bring us to a very satisfying finale. Mm-hmm. It, it shows a level of maturity on the writing staff, on the whole production team. And I just, as a fan, I just w- hope if they're listening, they hear how much we appreciate it. Yeah. And we've said that this season is definitely the best season yet. Mm-hmm. And we're only nine episodes in. I know. It's nuts. Yeah. Okay, we we got way more to discuss, uh, but first we're gonna talk iTunes. We're gonna talk a bunch of stuff. Don't don't skip ahead, you big dummies. You don't want to do that. Uh, first of all, I just want to tell you about you. You heard about it before the show, but I'm just gonna remind you, Chasing Maria Menounos. If you're in the U.S., it's airing on Oxygen. It premieres on uh, March 18th, uh, Tuesday, March 18th at, at 10 p.m. 10 9 Central. Uh, it's gonna be airing. I don't know how many episodes they did, but. I've seen a cut. It's a great. It's a great show. If you like reality TV, you're gonna love looking at Maria's life. Uh, you're gonna see some insight into AfterBuzz, and also supporting this show can only make AfterBuzz better because it's going to give us more attention mm-hmm. on on a national scale on television. It's gonna bring way more awareness to our little network, and we we need that to survive. So uh, you can do that. Another way to support the network, obviously, go to iTunes, rate and review. Uh, we we've been on the air. For for a while and somehow and we're still in the top ten, yeah, which is great. Um, but we still only have I think eight ratings. Yeah. yeah. So I I have a challenge for our fans. Tell them I'm about the challenge. challenge. I'm excited, so excited about this. I know. Yeah. Uh, so here's what I want. I want ten reviews. Ten reviews on iTunes. Uh, by the season finale, which is in four in episodes. four weeks in about a month. So make it three weeks because we're trying to get uh, this four. Yeah. The season finale. So if we can get 10 reviews on iTunes, I'm going to uh, spend day and night, every moment that I have, trying to get someone from the cast, hopefully Ksenia Solo, on the podcast with us for the season finale. I think that would be wonderful. It would be huge. Now, when you say 10 reviews, we're talking about written out reviews, not just ratings. Because we have eight ratings for reviews. Mm. So we need six more written reviews to start this chain in action. And I know you've already taken some steps towards I this. Have. It's not, it, it is, it is not impossible. It's not out of the question mm-hmm. that we could get her on this show. Yeah. And I hope that we can. Yeah. So, Me too. Uh, you know, fans join the cause, support the show. And we're going to get you a wonderful interview with a wonderful cast member who we all have a crush on. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Okay. So, uh, Bo, uh, fools the Leviathan. Uh, can I read her riddle? Yeah. Read the, read, read the riddle. It's actually very well written. Uh, she is brilliant, he is strong. Her life is little, his life is long. Both loves are pure, both loves are true. If you were I, who would you choose? Mm-hmm. That last line didn't rhyme, but we're going to forgive them. Yeah, we'll forgive it. <laughs> Forgiven. We allow it. Um, and uh, the the Leviathan can't decide, and she finally she chooses uh, she chooses Lauren, I believe. She chooses Dyson, and then she chooses Lauren. And then she doesn't know. Yeah. And that's the whole point. Bo doesn't know either. Leviathan's all pissy, but sends her back up up top by yep. the graves as uh as the crows are all debating what to do with the wanderer's stuff, all of his riches, when his train crashes. Mm-hmm. Um which I like that we open on the wanderer trying to repair the train. Yeah. It was cool. I, I like opening with you know, something a bit more enigmatic, not a member of our cast, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think what was really interesting is we're seeing him try to fix his train, and by his feet is the crown that you have been waiting for, 
all and, the time. And I think what was really interesting is when Bo was down with the Leviathan, she's calling the Leviathan um, Levi, Levi, and the Leviathan calls her princess. Mm-hmm. And she says, don't call me that. I don't like it when you call me that. And I was like, princess, crown? Oh, my goodness. This is going to be something amazing. Well, I mean, you have to remember, Trick's a blood king. Right. He's a blood king, so she is of royal lineage. Yes. Uh, she is a princess. Uh, Rainer apparently is trying to marry into this blood king line mm-hmm. uh, and really piss Trick off for banishing him from all of time and space. Yeah. I mean, all of existence, time and space. What is this, Doctor Who? Ha ha. Ha ha. Um, so she comes up and she starts pushing crows into into the graves. That, that fight scene of her fighting these crows and they fall into the graves even though I mean, they warned it, her about it. I mean, put fighting in quotes. Yeah, yeah, Fighting. Right. She ducks and two jump and then another one jumps. Yeah. And she's done. She dodges a bunch of crows until there's only three left. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Dyson and Lauren are able to get to this other plane. Yeah, wherever they are. Wherever they are, just by, I guess, walking there. Maybe they took a car. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Lauren, I love Lauren holding double syringes filled with Faye STDs. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, what? This show, I can't even. Okay. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) Um, And they basically blackmail uh, the crows into getting Bo onto the train. Mm -hmm. Bo gets to the train. Uh, She has a knife in hand. You know, are you the wanderer? Who are you? And he takes off his his welding mask and he turns around and he's handsome. He is gorgeous. And we're like, what? And she's like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And then she remembers. They they touch each other. They touch each other. The mark that he left on her. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost like, is his power also like succubus power? Because she starts smiling when he touches her. Um, I think it was just the memories flooding back. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Brings she brings him back to back into existence, mm-hmm. uh, and that was the whole plan. The whole time was she decided to go dark because it would compel her to go back onto the train and save him before the train broke, mm-hmm. and it mostly makes sense. I think it's a great plan. Okay, I think it was great because it was she knew for some reason she knew she'd lose her memory. Yeah, and she knew that the one thing that would get her to seek the answers would be that someone would sign her up to be dark. Right. Because if I feel like if someone signed her up to be light, she wouldn't fight as much. She'd right. be like, well, we all saw that coming. Yeah, but how did she know that her memories were going to get wiped? I don't know. Hopefully we will find out. Yeah. Well, we had someone else who had his memories wiped. Mm-hmm. And he did it himself. Which, which is amazing. Yeah. Right. So what I'm wondering is, did Trick somehow wipe uh, Bo's memories of being on the train... Like, wipe all their memories and then wiped his own to forget it. No. No? I think Trick's memories were wiped long ago. I mean, those memories, but he might have wiped more memories. So here's my theory. Okay. Is it might be that uh, when he, way in the past, banished Rainer to this train out of existence, um, he made it so that anyone were to... Uh, interact with him or the train as soon as they were off of that because he no longer exists the memories would not exist that That's makes my that makes a lot of sense thanks that makes a lot of sense he doesn't exist how else would they be able how else would she be able to find him right right okay so he goes to ming 
Yes. Uh, yes. Who is sister of Wei Lin, who we saw in the end of the second season, mm-hmm. which is so exciting because I was like, oh, this was such a fun power and fun Faye. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we got to see that Faye back, even though we didn't get to see the same girl. Right. And I'm wondering, you know, could they, were they not able to book uh, that actress? Probably. You know, yeah. So instead, we kind of get an expansion of that little story. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this woman. She's pissed that Trick chose her sister instead of her. Yeah. Which I love. I love that. And I love that she abuses her power to find out why. Yeah. I love that Trick was kind of because he's so old. He's been around for so long. He was he's dated a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He he was like a playboy. He's been around. Yeah. When you're Blood King, you know, Blood King like what Blood King see, Blood King gonna take. (laughs) You know, you got to give Blood King a taste. (laughs) If you don't, I'll just write it in blood and you'll do it anyway. Which creepy. I hope he didn't do that a lot. No. No, that's Probably bad. Not. That's, that's 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 blood rape. That's, that's not, not good. That's not trick style. That's not trick style. But the more we learn about him, mm-hmm. the more that we learn that his style is kinda gnarly. Yeah. Who he was before he became trick, back when he was Fitzpatrick McCorrigan, the Blood King, mm-hmm. he was an evil dude. Yeah. And, you know, he's atoning for it, but that's why he blocked out all these memories. He was he was so afraid of what he did and so ashamed that he thought he would have a better shot at being a good person if he couldn't remember all the terrible things that he did mm-hmm. and what he's capable of. Yeah. You know, um, and seeing these memories pour forth and like that evil laugh almost as he's like, do you know who I am? I am the blood king, which makes me giggle because he's. Because he's tiny, and I feel but I feel really bad about that. His eyes—he was just he burning had like, eyes. He had creepy, like I am creepy man. Yeah. Ah, eyes. I know. Well, like he he banished Rainer because Rainer defied him. Yeah. Rain, uh, what was what was his his name? It was uh, Rainer the Defiant. Rainer the Defiant. Yes. Yeah. He defied him. He's the Defiant one. But whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, Defiance on Sci-Fi coming back this summer. Uh, Smooth. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he. No one crosses the Blood King, and he's gonna go over the top with his vengeance. He's mm-hmm. not gonna let him go to Valhalla. Um, you know, he tells Tamsin that he can't take, she can't take his soul right. because he's going to erase it from existence forever using the blood. And uh, she lets him do it because he offers to extend her existence by a few more lives, so that she can cleanse her soul. Yes, which I mean. Has she? No, I think she definitely. Yeah, didn't. she kind of wasted all these lives. So my here's my assumption on that one. Right, is that when she was reborn, she obviously forgot that she had made this deal. Right, and that she was the reason the wanderer existed. Right, a part of it. And so she, you know, just came back to life as a Valkyrie and went back to doing what Valkyries do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my that's my theory. Okay, I I like that theory, and that's why she's still well until this life right she's been kind of kind of a jerk yes yeah not the word i was gonna right use, but yeah. then but my my point is she winds up working for the wanderer right trying to find trying to find Bo all these years so you know rainer i assume had no idea that she was the same valkyrie who was supposed to take her to valhalla well so i guess not but maybe maybe uh, he did and that's why he charged her with that task well maybe rainer isn't the one who actually hired her because she always thought that the Wanderer was Bo's father. Hmm. Maybe Bo's father is the one who hired her to find Bo. Interesting. And it's not the same person as the Wanderer. That's interesting because she never explicitly said that it was the Wanderer. She said... Evil. She said pure evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, so maybe we still will meet Bo's father this season. Yeah. You know, maybe that that's our season finale reveal. I don't know. Um, another thing that we forgot to mention mm-hmm. with the Leviathan, she makes a prophecy. Oh, that's right. She a very says, disturbing prophecy. She says, I will see you again soon enough. Someone you love very much will soon be dead. Crap. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to talk in predictions oh, about yeah. who we think that is. Um, and we're going to debate a bit. <laughs> um, yes. All right, so we've got Trick's lost memories. He gets them back, mm-hmm. uh, and he's trying to rally the troops to find Bo, just in time for Bo to arrive with his sworn enemy, yeah. Rainer, who seems totally nice, right? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I assume he'll be bad, whatever, you know, fine. He's dark. That that usually is how it works out. Uh-huh. But he seems totally nice. Why is he so defiant? I mean, granted... Trick was completely corrupt right. back when he did try to defy him. Mm-hmm. So he might have been a good guy at the time, maybe warped by being banished for th- a thousand years. Well, I mean, it's possible I, It's possible that he was uh, dark because he was dark and not necessarily that he was bad. Yeah. For example, Tamsin now is good but is, but is dark. dark. Um, so complicated. I know. Life is so hard. Um, but uh, my theory is... I'm full of theories today. I love theories. Uh, that Rainer was banished, uh, you know, because, as you said, Trick was uh, the Blood King and he was very corrupt. And Rainer defied him, rallied the troops and fought against him. And that's why Trick sent him away was so that he could never um, rise up against him again. Right. So I'm, I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be interesting. And I love that we assume... Or that he seems good at first just because he's attractive. Yeah. I mean, that's how the human brain works. Is it? Yes. We, uh, we, I assume attractive people are always evil. No. We like <laughs> what we see. Uh, we like it. I see. And we want them to be good because uh, on some level, we want them to be good partners for the marriage and the children. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> or not the marriage. Mostly the children. Biological imperative. It's how we're wired. Okay. Um, the last remaining thing that we really need to talk about, uh, before we get into prediction stuff is Kenzie and Tamsin's big adventure. Yes. Um, they decide how we need to help Bo. We can't go help her. So what could we do? Especially because Trick isn't helping. Right. And, and, you know, Tam, uh, Kenzie calls him out. It's a great scene. Mm-hmm. And it makes him rush off and go learn where his memories were. And he says to them, uh, he says... That I don't have to, I don't have time to explain myself to a human and a lowlife. Yeah, which is just like whoa. Yeah, where is that coming from? That's more Blood King than it is, you know, Trick. Yeah, and uh, we're all pissed at him. Kenzie uh, and Tamsin are looking through his stuff, and they find all these blank books. And T- Kenzie remembers, you know, um, that he always keeps blood on hand to sign into this book, and that it would change fate. And right. that he did it once before to help Bo. Which is interesting because when he's uh, when he's with Ming, she says to him, like, you created all this and you still can't defy fate. Like, you're going to end up back where you where you started. Yeah. So anyway, so she finds the books. She finds the books and decides, you know what? If Trick won't help her, we will. We're going to sign something into this book with with Trick's blood. And I'm just shouting at the TV. Stop. Yeah. Don't. Are you serious? The last time it released a Garuda. Okay, we don't want another Garuda. 
Okay, we we want life to be happy and good and nice. They are the two girls from any horror film that are like, this is a haunted house. It's dark. It's a full moon. The rumor is that there's a murderer on the loose. Some guy escaped from the mental institution. Let's go inside. inside. Yeah, exactly. That's who they are. Uh, And we're just like, why? And then they find this Chinese folding box. Japanese Japanese folding box. Japanese folding box, sorry. It was a... Uh, Tom Tobacco. Yes, which somehow features magical darts that shoot out and somehow fit inside this tiny box. If you open the box incorrectly, in order incorrectly, then there are booby traps. There are traps. Obviously. Right. Um, so trick. So trick. It's tricky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's tricky to rock around. We're not doing that. Okay. Uh, so finally they get it open and there's little vials of blood inside. And instead of putting a, a quill... In the blood, Kenzie just starts pooling it on the page yeah. like some damn finger painter, like a kindergartner. Yep. And then she just writes bow, Bo. and then there's it's bow, and then this big black spot, this big red spot. And I'm just like, it's not a clear thing in the blood, and I'm worried that the, that the book or the blood is somehow going to think that that means bow should end in a pool of blood or something like that yeah it just it's bad news it was like she she was writing uh a name like she needed a question mark at the end yeah. like bow Bo? so that it would like flip to that page i assume this is what she thought mm. like oh i write the name and it'll tell me what it said about him no that's not how it works you write what you want to happen right i don't know um but tamsin touches the book and then all of a sudden it flips to another page, and it's just Tamsin, 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 Tamsin. Mm-hmm. And she remembers everything, uh, and she tells Kenzie, we can't trust Trick. Yeah. We can't trust him. Um, which, honestly, the idea that Trick might be a danger to himself and others, that these new memories might change him in some way and make him more like his former self, mm-hmm. is very intriguing to me from a story perspective. To have... Uh, who was honestly our secret weapon on the good guy's side, uh, be a bad guy. We still have what's going on between him and the Unamens, and mm-hmm. they still want him to join them. That all might come into like a very cool climax this season. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that, you know, it might be that he isn't good. He wasn't good before. We know that he was corrupt at some yeah. point. And, and when he's with Ming uh, in this episode... She asks him who he loves the most, and he says, me. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's scary to think that, that Trick is not good. Maybe he isn't good. Maybe he was supposed to be dark. Yeah, dark Trick. Ooh. I'm into that. That so interesting. I know. Okay. Uh, I think it's time for predictions. It has to be. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Yell Teagle. Ugh. Who's dying this season? All right, so my theories are either Trick, uh huh, um, or Tamsin. Okay, I think these are both very valid guesses. Yeah. Trick, I think, because uh, he, we've just revealed all these things. He was so corrupt. He's hopefully going to have to sacrifice himself if that's how it is mm-hmm. um, to solve the problems, and that makes me sad because Trick was one of my favorite characters through the whole season. Absolutely, through the whole, through series. whole series. Yeah. Um, but if it's Tamsin, I could totally see it. She's on her last life. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the last one in, so first one out. And um, I wouldn't – I mean, I'd be sad because I like new Tamsin. I like this right. season Tam Tam. You like playful Tamsin. Yeah. Um, but it's not sad enough that I'd, I'd be okay with losing her. Okay. I'm going to tack something on to your trick prediction. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know that he dies, but if he gives his his vessel to the Unamens and becomes one with them, wouldn't that send his soul to hell? Maybe. So if he sacrifices himself to the Unamens to get to allow you know um, to allow Bo to be free or to you know in exchange for you know killing Rainer or something. something. And Bo has to go back to Hades to save his soul before it's too late. Mm. That sounds right. like that sounds lost girly to me. Yeah. Um that sounds like something they would do. Tamsin, you know, you're absolutely right. She's on her last life mm-hmm. and you know, last one and first went out. She'd be a very good call. I'm gonna say that the show is gonna be crueler to us, and I'm gonna call it Hail. He and Kenzie get together just in time to have them ripped apart. I know we've had Kenzie heartbroken on the show before. Why does none of us want that happiness? But I feel like that would be the biggest gut punch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also just to be complicated, please, uh, because when we meet Rainer in the end and Bo brings him back, she says, he's not my enemy. He's definitely not my father. He's my, he's my destiny. destiny. She's in love with him. He can die. Okay. Oh, Oh, but that's cheap. That's lame and cheap and all. No, 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 no. Prediction. Boo. Okay, It fine. happens. Uh, any other predictions? Um, any other predictions? I think we're going to get our answers Yeah. Uh, by the end of the season. That's my prediction. Okay, I love that prediction. Yell Teagle, where can the people find you? The people can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. Check it out for lots of awesome uh, Lost Girl interviews. And on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Okay. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV all over the place. Find me on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Justified, Cougar Town, uh, Helix, Banshee. I have, what else? I got Resurrection. Bunch of stuff coming up in April. Uh, Playing House, Mad Men, Orphan Black. Uh, lots of stuff coming up this spring, you guys, and big announcements on the way. Uh, please stay tuned. Oh, and watch Chasing Maria Menounos on Oxygen, premiering uh, Tuesday, March 18th at 10, 9 central. Thank you all for joining us. We will see you next week. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.